What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome. I'm sitting here at my kitchen table with a cup of coffee, of course, and I'm writing down my to-do list for today. I don't know about you, but if I don't write stuff down, I'll forget. And it could be something as simple as, uh, oh, I forgot to bring up milk or forgot to pick up coffee. Of co- well, I would never forget to pick up coffee because I've always got coffee on hand. But it could be something important. You know, I've missed a a hair appointment, which I've done in the past, or I've double booked myself. And when it comes to hair appointments, let me tell you, it is really hard to get in, especially during the pandemic, because my hairdresser, Connie, I love her to bits, and she's a really good friend of mine, but she only takes one client at a time. And so if I miss my appointment, I have to wait for another month unless I get a cancellation. But even though I have short hair, Boy, it grows super fast. And during this last lockdown, I felt like I had this huge bushel of hair on my head and it was driving me crazy. So writing stuff down is very important to me. So as I'm looking at my list of things to do, a trick that I learned from a friend of mine is it's called stream of consciousness. What that means is don't think about what you're writing down. So for instance, if you're thinking, okay, so what do I got to do? Just as stuff comes to your head, just write it down, write it down, write it down. As simple as whatever, whatever it is. And if it's, you know, gibberish to anybody, but you, you'll realize it's like, oh yeah, okay. That's what I meant. And then I learned from Jay Shetty. I mentioned a couple of episodes ago about Jay Shetty, who's the former monk and who wrote that book, Think Like a Monk. From that book, I was talking about the three ways that you can reframe your negative thoughts. So I was listening to Jay's podcast, and his episode was about time management. And he was sharing seven tips about time management. And one of those tips, which, you know, let's face it, I always run late. I think part of that is because I'm just so busy, right? I talked about being busy and I've always got things to do. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so if I'm going from point A to point B, maybe I can squeeze a little visit in there. And of course, by doing that, I end up being late. And my husband who thinks being on time is being late. So you can imagine that we've had our battle royales (laughs) during our 25 years together. 
But that's, unfortunately, that's just the way I'm programmed. And they say that, you know, you can fix your habits, but I think I'm always going to be that person that's running late. So when it comes to time management, I'm always listening for different tips and different tricks and different ideas on how I can, well, not completely be on time, but be doing a better job of it, I guess. Anyway, in this particular podcast, one of the points or the tips that he mentioned really struck a chord in my mind, and it made so much sense. He said, write everything down, so stream of consciousness, as I've mentioned, and then take a separate piece of paper and then draw two columns. One column, you're going to call it logical, and then the other column, you're going to call it creative. And then he said, take all your tasks that you've written down and then put them in the appropriate column. So tasks like go to the dentist, book a hair appointment, upload my podcast episode, anything that doesn't require a lot of creative thought. So anything that you can do without even thinking about it, put that in the logical column. And then in the creative column, put those things that take some time. So for instance, when I'm writing a blog, it may take anywhere from an hour to two hours, depending on what I'm writing about. And sometimes I can be in the moment, you know, in the Zen moment where words are flying and I'm writing it down and, and everything is flowing beautifully. But other times I kind of struggle a little bit. I know what I want to write about, but I think I overthink <laughs> and that, that gets in the way. But I need to give myself that process. And sometimes what I do before I learned about the two column idea from Jay Shetty is that in the middle of a difficult time where I'm just writer's block or I'm not sure what I'm doing, I'll actually get up and I'll do a load of laundry or I'll make a phone call or I'll, I'll do anything except work on my blog. <laughs> and I'm sure you listening can relate to some of that. But what I'm doing is I'm, I'm mixing the logical with the creative. And that's not always the best thing to do. And so this morning, as I'm writing down my list of things that I have to do today, I started putting them into the respective columns. Now, no surprise, the logical part of it was way longer than the creative part of it. But that's okay, because that just means that I'm capturing all the little bits of important things that I need to do, or the, the less important, but they, you know, they still need to be acknowledged and fulfilled. But the creative part of it, so for instance, writing an outline for my podcast, or writing an outline for my blog post, or writing my blog post, or recording the episode, because that takes creative time and it, and it can't be rushed. Because as soon as you rush things or you stop because things get difficult, then you never go back to completing it. Or you do, but it's several days later and the momentum, right? You're in that momentum and you want to make sure that you complete whatever it is that you're doing. And so by putting that into the separate columns, you can then reserve blocks of time. 
So blocks of time where you're taking care of all the mundane, logical things, and that's all you're doing. And then you're putting together a block of time where you can work on the creative stuff. Now, why am I talking about the importance of separating the logical parts and the creative parts? Because it has to do with energy. Energy, we're part, we're our bodies, our thoughts are full of energy. Life around us is full of energy. And so you need to use that energy in an effective way. And when you're looking at the things that you're doing, you have to use that reserve energy to take care of the logical, mundane things. Because even though it doesn't require a lot of energy, there's still that energy output. I find for myself, because I'm a very energetic person, I have this energetic aura about myself, and I've been known to run on energy. And the trick is, though, is the right amount of energy. Now, what does that mean by the right amount of energy? Think about a time when you were involved in a passion project or you were doing something that you absolutely love, whether it's painting, it's writing poetry, gardening, making coffee, doing whatever it is that you absolutely love. It's, it's one of your favorite things to do in the world. And time stands still. And before you know it, you look up and you're like, oh my goodness, two hours have gone by. I had no idea. I was just lost in the moment. And that's when you are honoring and embracing your energy. Your energy actually increases by doing something that you love. Because when you're doing something that you love, it doesn't seem like work. But on the other hand, when you are doing something that feels like work, so going to work, you have to go to work and earn a living, pay the bills, go to the dentist, do all those things that all of us do on a regular basis. But think about doing all of those when you have no energy. It makes it seem like more work. So again, back to my example of doing something that you absolutely love and it doesn't feel like work. It's like you're building up an energy store in your body so that when you do have to do those logical, mundane, everyday tasks, you are drawing from your energy store so that even though it's work, it doesn't seem as much work as if you were doing something that was draining your energy. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about a time when you were in the middle of something. Let's say a friend asked you to help them move and you said, sure, no problem. I'm happy to do it. But while you're there, the friend, the movers don't show up, the friends, other friends that said that they were going to come help and now you're the only person there. And what was going to be a two-hour, I'm helping my friend move, has now turned into six hours. And you're becoming impatient and frustrated. And you keep looking at your watch. And you keep thinking, it's like, oh, when, when is this going to be over? Like, 
I just don't want to be here anymore. So the longer you're in that situation, the more energy is draining from your body. So you've spent that six hours with your friend, you come home and you're completely drained. You're like a sack of wet noodles and you're collap- you collapse on the couch because you're, you're done. <laughs> you're done. And you have no energy to cook dinner. So you order pizza. You have no energy to even take off your clothes. So you just fall into bed because you're just so drained. But the problem with that as well is you get up the next morning and you still feel drained. You get up and you're just feeling so lethargic and you get up and you make yourself coffee. And so now, oh my goodness, now I need two or three cups of coffee just to feel some semblance of normal. So when you think about where you're putting your energy, it's important to consider how that makes you feel. And so that's how sometimes we feel burnt out, right? We go, 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 go. We don't think about what we're doing until we slow down, right? And then as soon as you slow down, you realize just how burnt out you are. So it's important that you pay attention to the signs that your energy is trying to show you and honor and embrace your energy. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now let's get back to the show. So when I'm feeling that I my energy level is running a little low, I fill it up by doing things that I love. So I can go for a walk. I can call up a friend. I can eat something really delicious. And I find what also works for me too is I take a technology or a social media detox. So I take a break, shut off my phone. I don't check my social media. I don't check emails. I just sit in quiet. And sometimes I'll listen to music. But you know what really helps when I'm feeling really low and just it's it's been a tough week and I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired. I just, I can't even think straight. I have a bubble bath. Water is such a cure for energy depletion because water is energy. Think about when you are feeling dehydrated and sometimes when we're tired or when we feel like, oh, I'm so hungry. It's not even so much that you're hungry. It's that you're thirsty. And so drinking a a glass of water or making sure that you're drinking water throughout the day to keep yourself hydrated will keep that feeling of being lethargic and tired 
uh, will keep it at bay, or perhaps it won't feel as, as bad. But taking a bath is one of the ways that I recharge my batteries. So I, I make myself a little ritual where I fill the bath and sometimes I'll use bubble bath or I'll use a, a favorite bath bomb. So I, I drop that into the water and I make it almost too hot. Even in 34 degrees weather, which is what we have right now, but I'm fortunate we have air conditioning, so I can have a hot bath. So then I light a candle and I get my music. So I've got music. I usually listen to soft jazz, you know, just something really nice in the background. And then I pour myself a glass of wine or a glass of sparkling water. It depends on how I feel that time. And then I either get a book to read or I just... It's just me in the bathtub. I shut the door. I let my husband know. It's like I'm I'm having a bath. Don't disturb me. (laughs) Unless the house is burning, I'm not to be disturbed. And I lay there and I just let that water envelop my body. And it is the most relaxing, soothing time for me. It's at half an hour or more, depending on how I feel. If the water starts getting a little cool, I just add more hot water. But it's, it's me time. It's time for me to just let everything go and just relax. Doing these things help you to feel more alive, more in- energized. And it helps when you have that energy store that you can do the big things. So if we have enough energy for something... It means that it's something that should be enriching our lives. So now let's talk about energy vampires. So for those who may not know what a vampire is, basically a vampire is sucking something from you. Now in you know movies and everything, it's vampires sucking blood from your body. But energy vampires are sucking your energy out of you. And I'm sure that you have experienced at least one of those energy vampires. It's the person who constantly complains about everything. They call you up not to have a conversation with you because a conversation requires two people talking, but they want to vent and complain. Maybe complain about you. Maybe it's complaining about other people. And they do it all the time. So it gets to the point where if you have call display on your cell phone or on your landline, if you have one, and you see their name and number up here, you don't answer the phone because you know what's going to happen. You're going to be stuck on the phone listening to somebody complain and vent about you or someone else. Life's too short. I don't have time to listen to those energy vampires. Or it's a friend that they are always, it's always you picking up the tab or it's you doing things or it's like, you know what? I don't know what to do. You pick. Or you're always the one that's calling them and they're never calling you. And it's like, you know what? This is such a waste of time. I don't need to be involved with this vampire. So it comes back to protecting your energy. It comes back to looking after yourself. And it also involves some self-care. So it is thinking about 
Maybe you've had a really rough day. You maybe haven't had enough water to drink. Maybe you've had too much coffee to drink and you're feeling all jittery. Although I, I say there's never too much coffee, but you're not feeling yourself. And so it's time to be a little kinder to yourself. So instead of cooking dinner or emptying the dishwasher or running a load of laundry, or you come home and you know the kids are wanting your attention, ask your husband or partner or friend or someone to help you. Ask for help. I was never really good at asking for help. But you know what? People want to help you. People want you to be the best that you can be. They want to see that energetic person. They want to see that sparkle in your eyes, that smile on your face. And looking after yourself is the best form of self-love and self-care. And when you think about giving yourself that boost of energy, I find that if I am feeling a little low in the afternoon, usually around three o'clock is that time when you know, you're either you're looking for a snack or you're, you're not quite sure what you want. And if you reach for something sugary, that just spikes your blood and you just want more and more. So what I like to do is I like to have a shot of espresso. Espressos are known, believe it or not, for providing that delicious shot of energy. They help to pick us up. And I know that you know, when I teach Zumba and if I need, if I'm feeling a little tired and I need that little shot of energy, I won't drink an energy drink because it usually has too much sugar or it has that taurine that it just makes me, I don't know, it just revs up my energy. But, you know, it's like drinking Red Bull and they say, oh, Red Bull gives you wings, but it just makes me everything, makes me race. Like my heart is racing and makes me just feel like not myself. So energy drinks are not for me. But if I have a shot of espresso, oh, that, that can give me enough energy to make me feel like, yep, okay, I'm ready for Zumba. I can do it. And what it does is it kickstarts that dopamine. It's that hormone in your brain that helps with concentration, but it also helps to give you that little boost of energy. Now, Espresso does not have a lot of calories. So if you think about food, for instance, you know, eating, eating food like protein, carbs, that will give you that energy that you need, especially protein. But espresso with only a couple of calories, you think, well, how is that possible that it gives me that energy? And what it does is it, it's again, that brain, right? So your thoughts are also part of your energy, right? Because your thoughts help with your energy level. So if you think you're tired, if you think that you don't have enough energy, you're probably right. So you need your thoughts and your brain to work in unison with your body. And so thinking about everything that you can do to help with your energy levels is the most important thing that you can do for yourself. Now, I want to go back to that feeling of either you are pursuing something that you're passionate about or that you love versus something that is draining your energy. And these are some things that you can watch for. So for instance, when you are lost in the moment and you're doing something exciting, something you love, something that you're really passionate about, 
you're going to make sounds like, mmm, you're going to feel like just excited, like you can't wait to jump into it. It's like Christmas morning, opening presents, you know, feeling that excitement when you were a little kid, opening and waiting for Santa Claus, for instance. And so it's that feeling of happiness, that excitement, that joy. That is when you recognize that you are honoring your energy. And when you're not honoring your energy, you're going to have sounds like, oh, 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 like just uggs and and groans. And, and sometimes it's not even the sounds that you make. And these are sounds, believe it or not, that you were making without realizing that you were making these sounds. But sometimes it's a feeling inside of you. So it's either a feeling of excitement and joy that will tell you that you are honoring your energy, or it's that gut feeling that that feeling it's like, you know, it's just, it doesn't feel right. And I'm, I just, I don't want to do this. Whatever it is that I, that I'm supposed to do, I just don't want to do it. But it's recognizing that it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no to the things that you don't want to do. So remember to say yes, though, to the things that you do love to do. And so I leave you with one final thought. Energy, the right kind of energy, is vital to having a healthy mind, a healthy body, and a healthy life. It is up to us to find that joy, that happiness, and to remember to be kind to ourselves and to practice that self-care and self-love. So until next time, be kind to yourself and follow your joy. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network.